bees in his library? Confound it, madam, my language is most controlled. I say we take off and nuke the entire scythe mortar. It's the only way to be sure. In a thousand years, Gandahar was destroyed. A thousand years ago, Gandahar will be saved. The spice extends life. Silent breed is people! Welcome, listener, to StarCrest. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss Dead Man, a Western movie from 1995, starring, amongst other stars, uh, Johnny Depp. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. So I think this was my choice because I found it available on YouTube and it looked kind of interesting without knowing actually anything about it. And uh, it wasn't until I started watching it that I found out that it was uh, a movie by Jim Jarmusch. I may be pronouncing that incorrectly, but I th- Jim I think Jarmusch or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen anything by him, but I did recognize the, the name and everything. So a uh, big name and big stars. Uh, we have Johnny Depp and also I'm just naming a few here, but like uh, John Hurt and Lance Henriksen. Um, that's just the tip of the iceberg, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So what's your initial thoughts on Dead Man? <laughs> I, I have a suspicion we might disagree on this one. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I like when we... I mean, we'll have a good discussion um, that way, I think. Yeah, I mean, we, we we don't discuss the movies beforehand, but sometimes we no. sort of send our yeah. first impressions of the films yeah. to each other, and you send one to mine, and I think I'm going to disagree with that, because I really excellent. like this film. <laughs> oh, excellent. I'm very happy to hear that, actually, uh, because I was bored out of my brains. <laughs> And I mean, it's one of those instances, I think I wrote that to you, like, I was like, I am bored out of my brains, and I can kind of tell that this movie is probably very clever, but I am too bored to notice, or something like that. I don't know mm-hmm. if I put it that way to you, but I, I you probably got the gist yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, my, uh, of, of my message there. But, uh, so you liked it. What was, uh, what, uh, what jived with you there? I think it's the whole, it, it's a... Um... I think the director calls the genre like psychedelic western or acid western mm. and I think it's that part the sort of trance like quality of the film that mm. I was just hypnotized by mesmerized by it. Mm. Um I I started watching it late last night and I figured mm. oh I would watch like half an hour before I go to sleep. I watched a whole hour of the <gasps> film because I was just so mesmerized by it so yeah, uh, yeah so invested yeah. yes yeah. I, I really really liked it but i can totally see where you're coming from you know it it's not a movie that's going to click for everyone um mm. it clicked for me because this is a kind of a kind of art that i'm attracted to um mm. but but i sort of went into the film with that already established that this is ah. the kind of art that I like. But I can mm. totally see other people having different experiences with the film. Mm. It is not... I, I don't think it's a very accessible film. Um, it mm. demands quite a quite a bit from its viewers, um, which is both a good and a bad thing, uh, depending on the situation, I guess. 
Yeah, I I kind of I think something would have that would have been good for my viewing experience would be like you know when you go to like a theater and you go watch like an opera or sometimes a theater in general production like drama there's uh sometimes like a little information sheet where you can look at oh here are the themes here are the uh, roles of the people and this is a little bit of backstory and this is what's going to happen and and um you know this, all the acts and everything are sort of written out there so you can hang tag along and know what's going to happen and everything um, because a lot of like especially old operas and things like that you kind of need a bit of backstory to sort of grasp grasp the experience that you're about to have and I feel like this would have this I really should have done a little bit of research before watching this movie but I I didn't know anything about it I just put it on and sometimes in a way I think it's good to view a movie like that because you're really giving it a chance at here is someone coming in with open eyes without having any like notions of beforehand like what's the experience going in with a blank slate but sometimes um, it's also good to do a little bit of research and find out like what what are the themes going to be what could I possibly look out for so I uh, so if I'm getting a bit bored I can still sort of uh, follow along in a way if if you get what i'm what i'm yes, saying that yes. yeah. yeah so this was definitely one of those instances where i wish i would have done a little bit of research beforehand and i think i could have appreciated uh more of what the movie was trying to do um because i did pick up on a, on a few things as i was watching and i was like yeah this is probably probably interesting but i just can't get invested in it and that was my issue i was just too bored uh, my attention span nowadays is quite uh it's deteriorating <laughs> <laughs> every day uh so unfortunately it wasn't my jam but i will say you know as i was starting to watching it i was kind of excited in the beginning because i was kind of um well let me set the scene for you in the beginning we have the main character uh, whose name is william He's on a train and he's sort of like going in and out of sleep. And every time he wakes up, there at a, in, there's a different scenery outside the train and there are different people on the train. And you sort of get all of the kind of Western tropes, depending on what geography you have, uh, on the train. And I thought that was kind of cool and a bit fun also. Uh, but somewhere after this very initial scene and everything, uh, I was a I, th it started to lose me especially I think after um, sort of when he sleeps with a prostitute later on I believe she was a prostitute maybe not I could have misinterpreted things there I, but, I um, think so too yes yeah and, and, and a murder sort of sets off things where um, the the lover of a pro of the prostitute sort of uh, ends up in the bedroom and he sees his uh, his uh, lover with William, the main character, and um, he shoots um, his uh, girlfriend, and William then shoots um, the the boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, and it turns out that the boy that the boyfriend was the son of a big shot in town. So after that, William is on the run basically, and is hounded for the rest of the movie, uh, and that is basically like the the main plot of the movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like the uh, the the uh, 
the surface plot. Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of symbolism and, and layers that you can oh, dig for sure. deeper. Yeah, yeah. but um, that's like but, the gist. Like a man on the yeah. run, and he meets up with a native Native American man who sort of uh, takes him under his wings in a way, and sort of guides him on his way to spoilers death. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean the title is Dead Man, so yeah, death, I mean, death features heavily. Yeah, death I features almost, heavily in this film. <laughs> I almost thought immediately like that he was dead. Actually, when the train and everything, I was like, is he? Is he? I mean, it's called Dead Man. Is he dead already? <laughs> is this? I, I don't know. I, I, almost, I do. I, yeah, yeah, I honestly think that is one intended interpretation of the film. Um, mm. That's. I mean, we we see him get shot in the film. We actually see him get shot several times. Mm. And we are on this journey of him slowly dying. Mm. But then at the end, his uh, Native American friends put him in in a canoe and sort of pushes him out into sea. And it's his funeral barge Mm. and everything like that. But if you go back to the beginning, the conductor slash fireman on the train references that scene like yeah do you do you remember when you were in the water and it feels like everything moving but yourself and and things like that y'all i was so confused (laughs) and i was like did i miss something and then i was like hmm this is gonna be one of those movies (laughs) (laughs) um so i mean my interpretation and i've like spent the day thinking about this because i thought it was so interesting Mm -hmm. um is that the, the conductor in the beginning he's like like Caron, who is sort of conducting people from life to death, etc. Mm. Um, and I've seen others' uh, interpretation of the movie that this is um, purgatory that William mm. has ended up in, uh, which does fit with another theme of the film because William, his last name is Blake, which mm. is also the name of a famous poet. Mm. And I am not very familiar with the poet William Lake's works um, but I did quickly read up a little bit on on Wikipedia Mm. um, and it seems like purgatory was a big thing in his poems so Uh, you know it it fits in quite well I think yeah Um, so I think this is we are seeing I mean my interpretation is that we are seeing William Blake (laughs) the non-poet in this film Mm. on a journey in purgatory being purified um mm. <laughs> one way or another mm. um it's sort of in, up for interpretation where exactly he en- ends up in the end um upstairs or downstairs but yes. um <laughs> i was gonna yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> um but there are throughout the film you know references to fire and hell you know just small characters using mm hell as, as an adjective to describe things and, and, and things like that. So, you know, I think um, I think that is intended by the director that we are sort of going to make those associations <laughs> with what's going on. Mm. Yeah, because, I mean, after a while, because there is primarily, I mean, he's a wanted man after the murders. Uh, well the murder but then it turns into murders because he kills a lot of people William Blake uh, on his journey as a as a hounded man let's say (laughs) 
um, but there are three main sort of ranger type guys who are contracted to find him and kill him or at least, you know bring him back to uh, that boyfriend that he killed in the beginning uh, his dad and they are uh, three kind of rugged <laughs> people <laughs> uh, but one of them uh, played by Lance Henriksen is dressed in all black where at least it's black because the movie is black and white so it's very, dressed in very dark garbs mm. let's say and um, he kind of kills the other two off in you know for really dumb reasons I can't remember the first one why he killed the first person but the second one I believe he killed just because he wouldn't stop talking at least that's what my interpretation yeah so that tells you a lot about like one awful person this is <laughs> and he also eats that last person uh, yeah you know as you do so he's just an all-around awful horrible person which kind of has the feeling of uh you know a grim reaper type of symbol person and yeah 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 and he's haunting you know especially at one point you really feel like because um uh, the Native American man who is who's named Nobody, uh, he is paddling a canoe, and uh, William is very badly hurt, and he's sort of really getting to the last seconds of his life, let's <laughs> say. And they are paddling a canoe to go to a a community um, and to sort of rest up uh, a little bit. And as in a you know a shot later, this ranger man let's call him green reaper is paddling and he's just furiously paddling and it's just it was a bit tense <laughs> it was one of those <laughs> moments where i was like oh i wonder if they'll you know if they if he'll catch up to them or what's gonna happen and then so that's really one and one point you know them traveling and and death sort of you know breathing them down the neck <laughs> and everything and, yeah yeah uh, yeah and then in the very end, where, as you talked about earlier, when when the, nobody has prepared a funeral boat and he's, he's, he's put William Blake in it and he's like, bye, you know, have mm. a happy time in Deathland. <laughs> and then, you know, Grim Reaper shows up and it's a final standoff and both of them die. And that's when you really feel like, oh, I wonder where, where he will end up. <laughs> heaven or hell who mm. could tell or is it really important because I'm no, not quite sure what nobody how nobody was looking at it he was like you will go in, you'll go back to the place where souls come from so maybe it doesn't even matter you know hell or mm. hell, hell mm. or heaven so uh, I did enjoy that part even though I was bored out of my brains uh, <laughs> I did enjoy it you know Lance Henry again was also terrific <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really interesting. I think I had a slightly different interpretation Ooh, of that. Interesting, yeah. Um, I I totally see where you're coming from when you're calling this um, bounty hunter or what, what do you want to call him? Yeah. Uh, when you're referring to him as the Grim Reaper, you know, I see where you're coming from, but I didn't actually make that association. Mm. Um, I thought of uh, the character named Dickinson, um, who is this guy, this hotshot in town that William Blake in the beginning of the movie is looking for work um, in his um, office. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought of him as the devil. 
Um, yeah. It, it, there was some, like, um, sort of hints that, you know, he's the one in charge here. Um, and he wants uh, William Blake. And he also wants his mm. horse. He's very, you know, I want my horse back. Yes. And, yes. And, and horses and, you know, the devil, they, they have a... Uh, a history of, of going together, you know, the Grim Reaper on the paper oh, and yeah, all true. that. Yeah. Um, so that that was what I was thinking in terms of, you know, the Grim Reaper slash the devil. Um, yeah. My, I wonder though, yeah. yeah, sorry, just to sort of add to that because, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, him and his painting in his office where he looks like the most awful um, business person in all of western business <laughs> really, it's really awful but i mean i'm guessing like he he's still the devil but he sends grim reaper i mean grim reaper doesn't really yeah, have like yeah, a purpose yeah. in the same way so you could still you we could fit both of our ideas in into a grand idea everyone yeah yeah totally um but <laughs> like but make another... it all encompassing <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but and another then... thought i had mm-hmm. regarding Cole, who is this cannibal bounty mm, hunter yeah. um, dressed in black, and uh, it's what, it was actually a really nice black dress up that he had. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I thought because the other bounty hunters they talk about him and they say, "Oh, he killed his parents." So okay, we know his parents are dead. Mm. We know that William Blake's parents are dead. He references that more than once. That oh, they passed away recently. Mm. Um, doesn't oh, seem tragic. Yeah. More, more just sad. You know, his parents yeah. are dead, and nobody. He doesn't say that his parents are dead, but he's definitely separated from his parents. Yeah. So I was sort of thinking, you know, because at the end, when if we go with the idea that this is purgatory. When William Blake has reached the end of Purgatory, you know, nobody and Cole kills each other. And I was yeah. thinking, are these three people aspects same. of the same person? So yeah. in the end, when he has been purified, Cole and nobody has died because those aspects of him has now been purified away or something. Um, that was sort of where yeah. my thoughts went there. <laughs> no, I like that. And I think that makes sense, um, actually, because they are... Um, how to put it? Yeah, no, I I I, I like that uh, that um, sort of theory and to in, and interpretation, because there is just something weird with them both killing each other off at the beach. <laughs> I was like, why did nobody? But yeah, so yeah, I like that interpretation, and I um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely parallels between those three characters. Yeah, um, whether the director means that as they are the same character or he just likes parallels, you know, in general yeah. as, as a sort of neat thing to, exactly. to, to look at. That's, that's, I don't know, but that was my interpretation. Yeah, but you can definitely like, you can definitely play around in your head with with interpretations and I wonder what that means and, and everything like that. You can, you can absolutely find that in this movie. Um, if you don't fall asleep in the meantime. <laughs> I'm so I'm... rude. But this was really boring. I'm sorry. But I mean, as far as it's interesting to talk about, and I I, I mean, based on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd and things like that, it is a very liked movie and it is getting very high reviews. And I understand that it's a well-made, well-made, thoughtful and intelligent movie with a bit of tongue-in-cheek also. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is still... 
utterly boring to me. <laughs> and I just can't get around that. <laughs> no, that, that, that's, that is totally fair. Um, I, on the other hand, am at the point where I have seen the film once now, finished yeah. it early today, has spent the day thinking about it, analyzing mm. it, and now I'm just like, I want to watch it again to see what I missed the first time. <laughs> I, that's where I'm at. Yeah, but that's uh, just, I love that, though. That's so <laughs> awesome that, I mean, you can still appreciate the movie, but you can absolutely do it in so vastly different ways. And mm. I really enjoy that we came to such different, you know, we take away such different things and we have such different <laughs> viewing experiences. And I really appreciate that. And I think that's... Yeah a good you know a good aspect of a movie as well that you can be you know yeah yeah have it it's, so it's, different yeah it's unusual that we disagree this yeah, much on the film actually yes so true <laughs> um but i Finally, do think no, i do mm. think this movie is a great example of film as art this is not mm. your typical blockbuster this is no, a film no. where everything is thought out planned yes. you know how it's going to be shot how the lights mm -hmm. are how the shadows are what they are saying you know there's just symbolism all, sprinkled all over the thing uh, and i i for me that was one of the biggest attractions with the films but that is also as i mentioned earlier like one of the things that makes it less accessible i think yeah yeah, I mean, because it's it's, it's, yeah. it's a movie that is meant to be analyzed, but not everyone will want that. You know, yeah. not everyone is looking for yeah. that in a film. Absolutely, I mean, it's 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 art before entertainment, mm. and yeah. that's fine. Uh, it's, yeah. it's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. Um, I will say, can I rant a little bit more apart from the boring? Go there ahead. is something I need to get off. And I also think I wrote this to you uh, as we were messaging a bit. Uh, that goddamn electric guitar. <laughs> the, and I was like, if he's going to riff, you know, sort of, I don't even know, freestyle on his electric guitar one more time, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I don't care that because I... I found out after watching this that it was Neil Young and I don't mm. care if it's Neil Young or Schmiel Schmang. Uh, it was... That's how I feel about... <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't care about the pedigree of Neil Young's career. I was not a fan. I think you could have absolutely elevated the scenes and the moods and everything with far better score and i guess i mean i get that it was that it kind probably wanted to be really minimalistic and sort of on point and not you know all over the place but i mean this was just not good <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> if you're yeah, a yeah, young I mean... fan out there i'm sorry <laughs> i mean but still it, yeah, didn't, you... it didn't click with me let's say no, no, no. Fair na, enough. Na, 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 Fair na, na, enough. <laughs> I mean, if I hear that thing, one, I have it in my head on repeat right now, and I just loathe it. Yeah. Um, you messaged me about the music before I had started watching the film, so I oh, was I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's totally <laughs> fine. But I was very conscious of that going into the film. Oh, you know, yeah. Eva was really annoyed by the soundtrack. <laughs> 
for me, that was part of what made it so mesmerizing. Um, <laughs> oh, God damn it! Could you please <laughs> not like the, the, the goddamn soundtrack? No, I, I, <laughs> I will say that I think the soundtrack gets a little bit too loud in the end. Like, there's a scene when William and nobody are at this um, Native American camp. Uh, and and at that point, the electric guitar was really, really loud, and that was a mm. little bit too much. And it's not the kind of soundtrack that you're going to go on Spotify and listen to for pleasure. It's not. But I think it did fit with the film. Though it is available on Spotify, actually, and I think that they have added um, Johnny Depp reading William Blake poems on top of it. So, you know, oh my God, I'm that, that is so ex- bad right now. <laughs> I'm rolling my um, eyes out. <laughs> that is not necessarily what I'm looking for. But in the film, I, I, thought, I thought the soundtrack, you know, the soundtrack is, is moody. And I think it fit well with, with the, the atmosphere of the film. I will be nice for a moment and say that used with moderation, the electric guitar could have been effective. Mm. Definitely. Uh, Fair enough. But not not to this extent. <laughs> just not. Just no. <laughs> no. That, fair enough. I am not gonna argue against that. Yeah. Yes. I I see what you you're coming from there. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, we yeah, met that halfway. Is... <laughs> That, that is a valid point to make. Um, you know, for, I don't think for me, I I I didn't experience the music as as being like too much in that extent. But I can totally see how that is how it can be experienced. Um, mm. It's because the electric guitar, the the improvised electric guitar work as it is, um, does feature heavily in the film. And, yeah, you know. If it's not jamming with you, it's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then you'll have to put up to put up with it for like a hundred and twenty minutes. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, well. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about or mention about the movie sets? You know, acting something. Should, Should we about? talk a little bit more about nobody? We haven't. Yeah, let's do it. We haven't mentioned much about him as his own character yet. To be honest, I feel like we haven't mentioned anyone as their own character at all. Fair enough. Most <laughs> in talking symbolism, but let's go. Let's deep dive into nobody uh, a little bit. Yes. So nobody is um, the Native American character in the film, played by an actual Native American. Um, gold star for that yes yes definitely Uh, and he has uh, his backstory is uh, that he was a child of two tribes and he didn't really belong to either of them Um, and then at a young age he was taken by uh, white people brought over to England where he read the poems of William Blake (laughs) Uh, and then he returned to his homeland but he couldn't really connect to his mm. people anymore he's he's sort of in in this <laughs> well not purgatory but but like a, a land in between mm. where he's he's too white he's been affected by white culture yeah. too much to connect to his own people but he's also not white enough to be able to live in the land of white people you know it's he he's stuck in the middle there that is really rough on him um and he when 
<laughs> the, the Johnny Depp's William Blake uh, introduces himself, he actually thinks it is William Blake or, or reincarnation, reincarnation of William Blake. And it's sort of a funny misunderstanding there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of weird, though, because... Um... There is a flashback later on where he's reading the book with William Blake's picture on it and everything. And it's so clearly from like the late 1700s. And I just really wonder how he's thinking that this young Johnny Depp person, uh, several decades later, is William Blake from the 1700s. It, it It's... I'm, maybe I'm getting a bit picky but it is a bit weird <laughs> i mean i guess yeah, it's, i yeah. guess it's trying to do something but it's just just a little bit huh <laughs> i think yeah i think this is at the point in the film where if you have not read william blake you're gonna be missing things here but mm. based on what i can deduce without having read the actual poems was that reincarnation of a character is a thing that occurs yeah. in William Blake's poems. So ah. nobody well, being see, that's a fan, me just yeah. being uneducated again. Where is my goddamn information sheet <laughs> when I need it? <laughs> um, but but nobody in the film being a fan of the poet William Blake. Mm. You know he's of course um, he has this idea already in his head mm. that you know William Blake wrote about reincarnations. Yeah, part and of his world. William view. Blake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. But okay, I'm getting back to to sort of nobody's origin here because he said like he's he's out of two tribes, let's say, and he doesn't mm. really he's not part of the community in the way that he would have been if he was brought up in one of them. Uh, and here's me, a white girl in 2020 from Sweden, but <laughs> just putting it here. But uh, he's wearing a headdress. And I thought, you know, wearing a headdress, like with the feathers and everything like that, is sort of like a really high status um, thing. So to me, when I first, when we first sort of meet nobody and, you know, they're talking and everything, I thought it was kind of like a higher up in the hierarchy. <laughs> But he doesn't really come off as that later on. And also when like he's sort of in between tribes and not quite, uh, you know, he's had a very different education and everything like that. Uh, and it's not quite clear like what his role is also when they come to the Native American community uh, at the very end of the of the um, um, movie. Because that's a very sort of silent part that isn't a whole lot of conversation during that part. Uh, it's more sort of William Blake viewing everything and being like, oh, here are some, this is sort of like a gateway, almost last gateway before dying. Uh, so it's just a little bit, that did confuse, that threw me off a little bit, sort of like me trying to, to understand his character and also honestly zoning off and in, in and on, in, on and off or in the movie <laughs> because <laughs> of boring. But I don't know if you, that was something you reacted to or if you maybe you know something more to it than that, than I do because... Like I said, <laughs> no. He, here is where I have. Yeah. <laughs> here is where I have to confess my ignorance that I I I don't know much about Native American headdresses or what they represent. Um, it is, as you say, it is hard to um, determine what nobody's relationship to his kin 
as in other Native Americans mm. are because either the scenes are very quiet, as you say, or mm. they are talking their own language in the film and it's mm. not translated. Um, yeah. So, you know, maybe maybe there's clues there that is aimed at, you know, the people who speak the language and the rest of us, you know, us stupid white people. Yeah, I appreciated uh, that, I have to care. say. <laughs> you know, another thing, I actually did appreciate that, that we sort of wouldn't be in the know when they were talking and mm. yeah I did like that so yeah sorry I, I interrupted you a little bit there no 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 that was fine um I was just thinking regarding mm. the headdress um if it is as you say that it represents sort of um, a higher position in a tribe you could maybe see it as nobody being his own tribe you know he's yeah, a tribe of enough. one man um, yeah. so you know maybe inheritance things like that but i am not well versed enough in native american uh, culture to really <laughs> to really speak with any <laughs> any any confidence, uh, any yeah. confidence here now <laughs> absolutely but we tried <laughs> yeah um yeah. is there anything else about nobody or some of the other characters that you um that you want to bring up uh, or something you no no about. i don't yeah. think not at the moment no yeah i mean I, there there is more to explore oh, in the absolutely. characters uh but i sort of feel like the viewers should explore those things on their own i think we have uh, explored enough for the podcast absolutely and i will i will say that the sort of the portrayal of of native americans and the west i mean the, as a western movie in general uh it felt you know, it felt like a bit of fresh air, stale, mm. boring fresh air. But no, I'm kidding. But no, it felt it felt fresh and it felt like it just felt modern. I can't explain it any better better than that. But uh, compared to, I would some, say, yeah, yeah, maybe even like postmodern. <laughs> if we're gonna yeah, use fancy I mean, words, yeah, absolutely. If we're gonna talk that sort of language, I just mean like it feels it feels yeah yeah it yeah. feels it doesn't feel like one of those oh you know, really, really conservative and backwards portrayals of, of, for example, Native Americans, or even like also the sort of, even when you go the super grisly um, routes with with the portrayal of Western and that era, uh, and it doesn't also over like make it really glossy and sort of adventure feeling like I wouldn't want to live in this era but it also looks like it could be livable depending on what your work is or and things like that so it felt mm -hmm. it felt real in a way which I appreciated um, yeah, yeah yeah and life is boring Absolutely. so it makes sense <laughs> <laughs> okay that will be the last time I said that the movie was boring um, I'm done <laughs> <laughs> I'm done in that regard, yeah. Uh, so, how do you feel about moving on to our usual uh, silly questionnaire? <laughs> Go ahead. I am not prepared at all, but yes, we'll do it anyway. We're, we're never <laughs> prepared, <laughs> ever. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm I have prepared what... for one of these, but oh, the perfect, perfect. <laughs> so, hmm, I kind of want to know. Uh, if you have a favorite film quote, uh, this could be a word, a phrase, or a whole speech that stuck with you. Do you have anything? 
Well, it's good that you start with this one because this is the one that I prepared. Oh. <laughs> well, perfection. There we go. <laughs> Almost well, like we all, planned it, yeah. which we didn't do. So yeah, no. <laughs> uh, first of all, I will say that um, I think it is a very quotable movie. Uh, not only because they in the film quote William Blake, but also because of you know the, the script overall. Mm. Um, but I'm not going to go for one of the more sort of poetic moments of the film. I'm going to go for one that is serious slash comedic at the same time. Um, mm. And that is uh, what nobody says, I think, several times in the film in regards to what's happening. And that is... Uh, uh, fucking stupid white people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does say that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just sort of felt like that was such a, uh, such a, such a, you know, the way he says it, it's just such a statement on, on just, oh, white people again, you know? Yes. <laughs> and the ridiculousness of everything that's going on. You know, yeah, people in yeah. pelts just killing each other. That's basically yeah, what yeah. this world is. I mean, the world of, <laughs> of this movie. So, so yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I guess it's not so much the quote itself, but more of how it's sort of used in the film that I yeah. was just sort of, yeah, that, that's kind of funny. And it's also nice having someone just spell it out also. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just like, yeah. <laughs> There's exactly. no symbolism there. That's, nope. That's on the nose. <laughs> that's, uh, that's out there. So <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I unfortunately do not have a favorite film quote. So from stupid uh, white people to argue why this should win a Gordon. <laughs> and a Gordon is, for anyone who hasn't been listening to us before, is our version of the Oscars. And it is equally important. So I am very curious to know what Linnea has chosen for category for the dead man to win in. Yeah, so um, uh, I'm not going to give it to the soundtrack, just putting that out there because you're worried. (laughs) Thank you. I think that would have been the end of this podcast. So, you know, (laughs) dodge the bullet there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I will give it to the the uh, the the mood the atmosphere of the film, Mm. which, as I said, I thought was just so mesmerizing and hypnotic to watch yeah Um, and it's just it's consistent with it you know it starts out this sort of quiet um and 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 sort of you know oh what's going on here and and sort of mystic and almost spiritual in some regards Mm. and it just it just continues with that throughout the whole film you know Mm. it's uh, it's it has its more sort of horrifying moments and has some some more comedic moments but even those are still so tightly interwoven with with the whole um sort of visual and um audio experience of the whole film Mm. yeah 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 it doesn't it doesn't break out of its own atmosphere and sort of Mm. jars you that way so yeah giving it to the the atmosphere and the the moodiness is uh, is an excellent uh, Gordon to give away, uh, and of course it it does get the Gordon. Lo and behold, uh, how weird our own categories that we make up, and it also wins in them. So so strange. So weird. Time. Yeah. So yeah. weird. Don't know what that is. Uh, I will give 
uh, the Gordon. Uh, or uh, I should say, I think Deadman should get a Gordon for uh, the acting. I did enjoy the acting specifically. I really enjoyed um, uh, Lance Henriksen, you know, Grim Reaper that I called him. <laughs> uh, but I will absolutely give it to Gary Farmer, who played nobody. And mm. even though I was uh, drusing in and out of this movie, he he definitely had a a very good presence in this movie. And I can just imagine if it was someone lesser of an actor that the movie could have sort of imploded on itself. <laughs> so uh, good job, uh, Gary and Lance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the whole cast is excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Even There's Johnny. so many. But yeah, I had yeah. to choose. I felt like I should highlight <laughs> at least two people. And, and Gary yeah, and yeah, Lance yeah. stood out to me, so... Definitely. Um, but there were also, there's, uh, and we haven't mentioned this scene, a scene in the film where they come across three people, like fur <laughs> traders or whatever it is they are, um, oh, they are that ridiculous. are really, really strange people. Uh, but oh, yes, those so three weird. people are played by Iggy Pop, Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> and Jared Harris. So you, you, know, you know, you have three stars right there. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> insane. It's insane. And. Um, uh, they're just these almost no-named characters, and it's uh, it's yeah. kind of hilarious <laughs> that they're in there. And Iggy wears a dress, and uh, yeah. he looks pretty in it. So I mean, that's good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, a final, a final thing I would like you to sort of do for me, Linnea, <laughs> in this episode <laughs> is if you would recommend any sort of double feature to go along with uh, with dead man well um i'm usually the one who has a loss to say on double feature but i don't actually <laughs> have one on oh, this no. one because and no I, that, I actually don't think that's a bad thing because that's sort of highlighting how unique of an experience mm. this was for me you know i'm not other movies i can sort of go oh it's it's a little bit like this or it's a little bit like that and this one is just this is just dead man. It's its own thing <laughs> in my little universe uh, here. And I, I like it um, for that. But I don't really have anything to recommend it with, <laughs> if I'm no, being honest. that's fair. Um, that's... Except maybe, well, I mean, this is... Okay, if I'm going to pick one, um, and this is not maybe necessarily the a good double feature, <laughs> but if you want to have, like, Johnny Depp cowboy themed films you can watch it with the lone ranger mm. haven't seen that one <laughs> never gonna <laughs> I, I saw it once in the cinemas and i don't remember much of it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh yeah so i would i want to say that's a good double feature but from the trailer of the lone ranger i just like well don't want to do it <laughs> mm, yeah <laughs> so uh, but uh, yeah, I'm also a little bit, I find it a little bit hard to recommend something, but I feel like the first sort of movie that I felt could be good thematically with this one uh, 
um, being a little bit more accessible as far as I remember it and, and not boring. Uh, oh God, I mean, I shouldn't have said boring. I was, I told myself <laughs> that I wasn't going to, uh, sorry. Uh, but that is uh, The Seventh Seal. So ah, yeah, very, mm. very famous movie. So no, not exactly like, mm. it's kind of low hanging fruit, honestly, but uh, it did remind me of that sort of, you know, with the symbolism and a journey and things like that. And um, I, I, it's been many years since I saw it, but I really like it, so. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's a good pick. Uh, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, um, it's kind of unique in a way. It's kind of unique. Yeah. I'm sure there yeah. are plenty of double features you could recommend, but it, uh, it it's um, it's eluding me right now. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like this dead man. Uh, it it sort of falls into a very niche. Yeah, part of film, uh, exactly. and it is maybe a niche that the two of us has not explored that much. So yeah, you know, I'm a peasant. I know nothing. So <laughs> no, <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Okay, so listener, have you seen Dead Man? Uh, we want to know what you think. Uh, did you think it was boring? Did you love the soundtrack? What did you think of it? So go to our Facebook page, uh, that is at StarQuest Podcast, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, if that's more your jam, and that's also StarQuest Podcast. And join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about Moon Trap. Bye-bye. Bye. So just a little bit of an addendum here for you listeners. Um, since recording this episode, we have actually changed our plans slightly. So the next movie uh, will be uh, Vampire from 1932, as we are doing a little bit of a Halloween-themed month for October. Uh, and then Moontrap will appear later on in November. And uh, I hope you stick around for both of those episodes. Bye-bye.